John 4. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself was not baptizing but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, the woman said, You don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep, so where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, Jesus told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have said correctly, I don't have a husband, Jesus said, for you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples arrived, and they were amazed that he was talking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went into town, and told the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, Jesus told them. Don't you say there are still four more months and then comes the harvest? Listen to what I'm telling you. Open your eyes and look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored and you have benefited from their labor. Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified, he told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman, 
We no longer believe because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the Savior of the world. After two days, he left there for Galilee. Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When they entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had gone to the festival. He went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son since he was about to die. Jesus told him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official said to him, Come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, Your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his servants met him, saying that his boy was alive. He asked them at what time he got better. Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him, they answered. The father realized this was the very hour at which Jesus had told him, your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. Now this was also the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Pharisees had a problem with the ministry of John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus. We found out in today's reading they'd learned that Jesus' ministry had surpassed JTB's. JTB seemed to be their biggest threat until he was thrown into prison. But then Jesus, a new rabbi on the scene, showed up and lots of JTB's followers started following him in the aftermath of JTB's imprisonment. Jesus decided to leave town because the Pharisees were always looking for an opportunity to distract him from his ministry. On his way back to Galilee, Jesus passed through a part of the country that Jews typically avoided, Samaria. The Jews did not have a friendly relationship with the Samaritans. In fact, it was a bitter one. A few hundred years prior to this story in John 4, the Jews who lived in Samaria started intermarrying with the Gentiles who lived there. God had forbidden this on the basis of faith, not lineage. So the pure-blood Jews didn't like these half-Jewish, half-Gentile offspring because they were born out of the result of sin. All that to say, the Jews of Jesus' day hated the Samaritans and avoided Samaria. But Jesus walked straight through it on his way home and made sure to stop for lunch. Being fully human, Jesus got tired and stopped to rest at a well. Being fully God, he struck up a conversation with a Samaritan woman and revealed that he knew everything about her life. The fact that he, a Jewish rabbi, had a conversation alone with a woman and a Samaritan woman, no less, that's shocking on its own. But on top of that, He extended love and grace and mercy to her in a way she'd never experienced. He knew all the worst things about her, all her sin and shame, and he offered her life. I have a theory about this woman. I could be wrong, but personally, I think this woman was barren. In her day, women were mainly valued for their ability to bear children. If a woman couldn't produce a child, her husband would likely divorce her. The fact that this woman had had five husbands and was currently living with a man who hadn't married her and was maybe even prostituting herself to that man, it gives us some clues about what her life was like. She came from a long line of rejection. The fact that she was at the well alone during the hottest time of day seems to indicate that she was an outcast even among the women who usually drew water in the cooler parts of the day. This woman was probably quite lonely, and it seems like she was ashamed, too. In fact, she tried to change the subject as soon as Jesus got personal with her. 
This woman likely had wounds and aches and betrayals that probably felt like identity markers for her. But somehow she hadn't lost hope. She was still waiting for the Messiah despite it all, and he looked her in the face and said, You don't have to wait anymore. Your hope is fulfilled right now. After her encounter with Jesus, this woman who was rejected by the people of her town became their unlikely chief missionary. She sought out the ones who had rejected her. She shared the truth with the people who had probably spread lies and rumors about her. And Jesus stayed for two days preaching the good news to the people of Samaria. John 4 is one of my favorite chapters in Scripture. I love the way Jesus loves that woman. And finally, she found the life and freedom she'd longed for because He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay.